Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike, with me, as always, is my main man Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, you ready to tap this cake of stor- sports knowledge? Sports, sports knowledge. Sports, yeah. <laughs> all over it. You pump all poor. <laughs> I'm all flustered because I screwed up the camera. Flustered? Yeah, man. I'm Can flustered. you get your words out tonight? That's what man. I said. Oh, uh, I thought you said flustered. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening already. Uh, for those of you that uh, that are watching the Facebook Live video, first off, thank you. Uh, second off, you might realize that we're not in the speakeasy tonight. We are on the road, uh, another away game. This week we're at Fibonacci Brewing here in Cincinnati, and sitting in with us is uh, one of the owners, Bob Bolus. Bob, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going very good tonight, actually. Yeah? <laughs> Having a, a good Friday? Yeah, absolutely. Just finished up some uh, music set from uh, some local musicians here in Mount Healthy, and uh, yeah, now getting ready for the brewcast. Well, thanks nice. for joining us. <laughs> yeah, man, this is awesome. Appreciate you letting us come invade the brewery here. Absolutely. <laughs> so before we get into so what we normally do on the show is we'll talk about the beers for a little bit, and we do some stories, and then you know maybe we can pick your brain a little bit about brewing and stuff like that. We also have the drunk line that we'll be opening up tonight. Uh, so people can call in, and if they've got questions for you, maybe we could take a couple live questions if that's cool with you. Sounds good to me. Awesome, man. Uh, so why don't you tell us about the beers? This this is the first time that we're going to be drinking beers that uh, will actually have the man behind the curtain that can kind of tell us what went into them. And uh, I think that, I mean, we've never had that before. Right. It's usually just us Googling information yeah. <laughs> about the beer or reading the description right off the bottle. And right. like, all right, here's Being our like, amateur This one is 8%. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so the first one I got in my flight is the Caps Toll House. Okay. So um, that that's very interesting. Uh, that So that is uh, our base stout recipe that we infuse with the... Uh, the hottest chili pepper in the world, which is the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that one, um, you're not going to feel it at first. You're going to take a little sip, and then uh, you're going to feel it in the throat on the back end. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is uh, to be, like, I'm going to have to chase my beer with a milk. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, you guys both have the caps. You guys both have yeah. the same lineup here? Uh, we no, switched up one a of little bit. Okay. different. Yeah, so the, the second one we have in the lineup is the, the base stout. Yep. Uh, so what's, uh, you know, obviously the, the Reaper is the big difference between the Caps and the base stout. Yep. Uh, but what can you tell us about your stout? Uh, the stout is going to be your traditional American-style stout. So it's going to have some hints of chocolate and coffee oh, and yes. the aroma and flavor. And, um, yeah, it's pretty uh, well-balanced. It's probably our number one selling beer. Oh, there. awesome. That's great. I'm glad we picked that one then. Yeah. Before. <laughs> yeah, that would have been shitty if you were like, yeah, we don't sell that ever. That's a, that was an awful pick. You're going to hate that beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Toll House stout is uh, it's one of our four year-round beers that we brew. Okay, yeah. awesome. Uh, then I think we both have the triple, right? 
Yes. Awesome. So we got the dummy triple. And then you got the nut brown. Yeah, I went with the nut the awesome. Yeah. So what do you recommend order-wise? How should we order these? Um, I would actually drink yours straight right to left here. Perfect. I already started the right order. (laughs) The Coles, the triple, the stout, and then the caps. Um, Yours, I would probably start in that same order, too, right to left. Nut brown, triple, stout, and then... And then end it with some some hot fire. Yeah, save that <laughs> save that for last, so I can get you some water. And Mike I, is kind of a wuss. I, so. No, I'm it, I'm awful when it comes to like like if I'm eating wings, I sweat underneath my eyes. Right. Like it gets it gets rough. So this could be this could be the first time that a beer makes me cry. It is intense. <laughs> <laughs> how do you come up with an idea like that? Like how are you looking at your stout? And you're like, you know what will make this best? The hottest pepper in the world. Um, that's a good story. Uh, these guys came in one night, and we got to talking, and they asked me if I like spicy stuff, and I said yes. And they're like, well, we made these brownies with this uh, Carolina Reaper pepper that we grew. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's not normally what I hear exactly. it put in brownies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. When they're like, we're going to go out to our car to get you some brownies. <laughs> But no, uh, they brought it in. I took a bite, and it was it was phenomenal. The the way the chocolate and the spiciness uh, went together, it was just absolutely phenomenal. That's awesome. That's a really cool. Uh, I mean, that's that's a mixture that you don't see a lot of breweries come up with. I know Rivertown had one. Yeah, Rivertown that, does uh, Death, which is yeah. uh, Russian Imperial Stout with. Uh, they use the ghost chili okay. and pepper in it. Cowards. Which is also very. It's not very the it's not the pepper. Reaper though. <laughs> That's very true. Well, Bob, cheers! Thanks for joining us again. Thanks yes. for letting us Thanks sit for in. Having us, man. Uh, this is going to be a good night. I can already tell. This over is delicious. This nut brown is fantastic. It, I Thank feel you. like there's some like chocolatey flavors in the nut brown too. There is a little bit, yeah. There's some uh, chocolate malt in there, and then so the the nut brown is actually. Uh, Nut brown with lactose. Okay. Uh, so it's our it's our take on a milk stout, but with a okay. brown base instead of a stout base. That's awesome. Very nice. That is awesome. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's get into our stories so that we can get back into some stories with you, Bob. So we'll uh, we'll hit up Upper Deck uh, and Scott. I think you're leading off Upper Deck this week. Well, you're going to have to give me a second, but as always, <laughs> Upper Deck is brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Brood Sports can get a free 30-day trial membership to Audible complete with a free audiobook download. Even if you cancel the membership within the 30 days, you still keep the audiobook. Now, to get that free audiobook and test out the Audible service, go to audibletrial.com slash craftbroodsports. That's audibletrial.com, god damn it, slash craftbroodsports. <laughs> They're going to appreciate or that. Go, or just go to our website, craftbroodsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link in the menu bar i'll get it together man. i promise (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're gonna start off with our favorite organization the ncaa which (laughs) there probably isn't a more criminal organization out there especially when it comes to sports (laughs) uh well we've got more proof of that this week in an interview with sports illustrated ucf place kicker donald de la haye said maybe it's time for someone to actually fight back and we'll let him explain why I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this for a little minute now. A lot of y'all have been asking me where's the vlogs, you know, where's the inside college football player type videos, and where's the this and where's the that. What's been going on? Some people upstairs aren't happy with my videos, and they feel like I'm violating NCAA rules and whatnot, and it was, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't understand why, but 
I mean, who am I to say what is in the rule book and what is not? Anyways, like I said, some people ain't been happy with what I've been doing. I'm kind of trying to figure out a way around that. I guess I can't make any videos that make it obvious that I'm a student athlete because that makes it seem like I'm using my likeness in my image to make money and all this, which I'm really not. So, I don't know, man. The NCAA has like a 400 page rule book and you know, they probably don't even let you take a shit in certain locations. Who knows? They got that many rules. Anyways. <laughs> and there you have it. So to, just to give you a little background information, uh, this kid makes videos on his page, nonprofit, just basically showing what it's like to be a student athlete. And apparently he's crossed the threshold where YouTube will once you get enough subscribers and you know and enough viewers, viewers. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll pay you advertising revenue and whatnot. Well the NCAA is like, hey, hold up, because you can't get paid for your likeness, that's one of our rules. And he never even tried to. So right. it makes no sense that the NCAA basically red flagged this on their own and put a stop to it. Because it had the potential for for him. Because to he's earn popular, money. essentially. That's insane to me. I think it's ridiculous that these kids can't do something like that and they we talked about this before the show uh chris collinsworth's kid went to notre dame started a podcast and was able to grow this podcast based on his connections to his dad and the fact that he's a collinsworth that people were like oh i know that name i can listen in and is able to sell ad revenue on his podcast with no issues at all because he's not an athlete so why is it this is like one of those instances where the athlete gets screwed because they're not a regular student which is insane unreal to me and again it's not as if this guy was trying to get ad revenue he just reached a point where it was feasible like i I mean i get it if he was kind of going on his page and petitioning and hey you know would be great as if people were paying me for this but no he was just trying to do something fun show people what it's like to be a student athlete and i mean obviously there were a lot of people interested in it right so why and, and, I mean, it's it's basically free publicity for both the school and the NCAA because they can spin it around and be like, hey, look at our athletes, our student athletes. Yeah. They love their lives. They have fun. And if he was making Sharing a the video, see, he is eating. It's okay. Right. We don't <laughs> need to pay these kids. Yeah. And, I mean, if he's making a little bit of money on the back end, so what? But instead, <laughs> nope, they have to, you know, swing their dicks That's around unreal and to me. prove once again that they have no souls. What do you think, Bobby? You think those kids should be... Able to make money. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> coming at you hot. A- absolutely. Um, I don't know if you guys truly want my opinion, but no, no, we I'm do. A big yeah. believer. I don't know if you want to give your opinion. I think <laughs> I'm a big believer in what's called volunteerism, uh, which basically says that you should be able to, you know, create contracts and enter into contracts with whoever, whenever yeah. you want. You know, absolutely. With, with, you know. Regardless of whether it's the NCAA over right. over it or not, um, so yeah, if you want to and you have the capability of earning money on your talents, you should be able to by all means. Yeah, I Certainly. agree a hundred percent. I think this goes to the the point that the NCAA established these rules at a time where you didn't think that this was going to be a possibility down the road, right? When so they're doing an, this likeness, it's like a billboard. Yeah, it's an interpretation <laughs> of a rule that they didn't consider this possibility. Right. So they're applying this rule that, that maybe had a standard before of like, well, you can't go do commercials. You're not allowed to endorse that way. Right. So, but now it's like, no, I can do this on my own. And like, it, it was mostly put in place, I think, you know, so that 
you know, boosters aren't paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. you know, for 10-minute yeah. appearance, uh, you know. To keep things fact. fair. Right. Right. Because <laughs> now it's just, hey, who can shake the hand the, the slyest? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alabama. Alabama can. <laughs> it's uh, definitely not Louisville. Nope. Or Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, so Discovery Channel Shark Week always seems to draw in viewers and this year it's a little more incentive for sports fans to tune in to shark week uh for some reason that only he would be able to tell you olympic gold medalist in everything swimming michael phelps he's bored he will be racing a great white shark he's bored during shark week that's that's the only <laughs> that's explanation, the explanation. or they were like we're gonna pay you a shitload of money to do this because uh, I, I wouldn't even get near a great white shark uh, in order to do this. Uh, but from the from Discovery's press release on the aptly named Great Gold versus Great White, which Ooh. is it's a pretty slick show title. <laughs> I dig it. Um, they say, quote, they are one of the fastest and most efficient predators on the planet, sharks. Here's our greatest champion to ever get in the water, Michael Phelps. 39 world records, 23 Olympic golds, but he has one competition left to win. An event so monumental, no one has ever attempted it before. The world's most decorated athlete takes on the ocean's most efficient predator, Phelps <laughs> V. Shark. The race is on. How does the shark know that it's... A, it's not like a horse. No, This isn't right. Chad Johnson versus a horse where they're yeah, trained to run. How do you tell a right. shark, Go. I, uh, I don't understand yeah. this at all. So I'm not familiar with this. Is he trying to outrun the shark, or yeah. are they like going side by I side? I think. Well, I hope they're going it, side. By that side. would make it really interesting. It would be must see TV if he was trying to outrace. The I shark. would fucking watch that if it was like, all right, Michael, uh, same lane, buddy. Get a hundred meter start. And go. Yeah, William says I want to see him race it side by side in one pool with no dividers and strap a stake to his ass. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes. That beats go, that beats the big fight. Yeah, they're not going to put like a, a plastic barrier. They just put those like flag dividers yeah. that are in the, the screw pool. McG- <laughs> screw McG- <laughs> McGregor Mayweather at that point. I, I'm all in on that. I'd pay $200 to watch it. When I first shark. heard about this story, somebody pointed out they were like, a shark's top speed is 25 miles an hour, and the fastest Phelps was clocked is in 2010 at 6 miles an hour. Why are we even fucking doing this? Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> Unless they're just going to be like, all right, that was cool, the shark stopped swimming halfway through and let him win. <laughs> right. I, like I said, I mean, this is even more ridiculous than the Chad Johnson right, racing horse thing. Here's the question. Bob, are you going to watch it? Um, now that I know about it, I can't <laughs> I just going to say, I'm I still want to see it. it. Yeah. As dumb as I think it is, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got to watch that. I got I to gotta see him swim against a shark. <laughs> That's craziness. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Phelps V Shark. Such a new Shark Shark's coming up, right? Yeah, sometime soon. I, I was don't just know. gonna say it's sometime in the middle of summer, so I would say if they're especially if they're promoting, it's gotta be within the next few weeks. Yeah, it's gotta be coming up soon. I have to look that up on the guide. <laughs> I don't find have a guide out. anymore. I'll, I'll find the app. I'll text you. Yeah, give me your cable login. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving to a little baseball news. The Cubs are still riding on their high from the 2016 World Series Championship, which, duh, they should be. I mean, they haven't won one in 100 years, so they might not get another one. Right. Or they might get one and we'll all be long, long gone. Uh, either way, milk it for everything it's worth, and that's exactly what the Cubs are doing. An email went out for season tickets holder, holders this week, offering fans the opportunity to purchase ivy from the outfield wall in Chicago. And the Cubs said they have about... 2016 leaves available. Oh. Wink, wink. Oh. 
and we'll be selling each Ivy Leaf for a staggering price of $200 plus $15 shipping and handling. That's unreal. Uh, yeah, so we talked about Jordan's shoes a few weeks ago. Yeah, going for $190,000. Which is insane. But at least, you know, it's something that a, a Hall of Fame athlete has actually worn. Right, this is a leaf. A leaf for $200. <laughs> that sat on a wall. Yeah. Are, are they dipping it in gold? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, hey, here you go. Here's a leaf. Yeah. Like, I picture this is just a 16-year-old girl, like, when they draw, like dry out their roses from prom and like yeah. try to keep them, that's what the Cubs are doing. They're like, all right, we dried these out. Now let's sell them. If I lived in Chicago, this would totally give me incentive to be like, you know what, fuck the Cubs, to break into Wrigley, <laughs> steal a piece of the ivy, then like tweet about it. Like, I stole this. It cost me nothing. Not $200, not $15 for shipping, that's, just the price of hopping a fence. I, people have too much fucking money is what this comes down if to. You, if you can afford to buy a, a piece of ivy, that's for sure. Just one leaf for $200. What are you going to do with it? Like, that's not even, uh, are you going to frame it and hang it up? Hey, this is a leaf. You don't even get a Sports Illustrated subscription with it, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, come on. At least the tote bag you get the yeah. subscription. <laughs> and a fake engraved bat. <laughs> Piece of ivy. Get the um, hell out of here. I won't be purchasing. Even um, if I was the most diehard of Cubs fans, I got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a Cubs fan, Bob, would you, would you buy it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I thought you were gonna leave it at probably. Yeah, so did I. I was like, oh, okay, well, probably probably would. if I were if I were a Cubs fan, die hard. I mean, Maybe. I could see where Maybe. they contemplate it. Like, never know if this is gonna happen again. I also, as a non-Cubs fan, been rooting for the Cubs to win the World Series. Just so that it's like, oh, cool, your Ivy that you bought for $200, where are they going to sell this can't year? Can't you just like buy a $30 ticket uh, in the front row <laughs> yeah, of the outfield just and just reach over? Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got the fence. The fence is like kind of angled, so you can't quite. But you could. You Don't can they have the kids run finger? the bases and be like, son, snatch it. out of the Ivy, grab me a piece, and come on back. I'm sure they do like parades around the field like the Reds do. Yep. So it's just as you're walking, it's just yoink, and save $200. <laughs> <laughs> 215, including shipping. All sorts of ways to get around this. Yeah, this is a dumb or idea. Or maybe when you catch the uh, opposing team's uh, home run ball, you just hold it hostage till they throw <laughs> you some ivy over the... That's a good point. I'm not throwing this shit back until you give me a leaf. Right. <laughs> or, even better, oh, that's Rizzo's what? A commemorative home run? You know what I want? A whole wall of ivy. All the ivy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to resell it. <laughs> I'll be selling my for ivy 1995. for... 1995. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, let's stick with some MLB news. Uh, the MLB is taking a page out of the XFL for this next story. And if you were watching the interview last night with Bronson, some people on the Facebook Live were kind of undercutting our story on this one and bringing it up. Right. We had it in the dock already, everybody. <laughs> uh, August 25th through the 27th this year will be called Players Weekend in the MLB. And to commemorate, the league will be relaxing their uniform requirements slightly, and that allows players to express themselves a bit more. For that weekend only, players will be allowed to put a nickname on the back of their jersey, color restrictions on things like their spikes, wristbands, compression sleeves, catcher's masks. All of those are going to be uh, relaxed, which that's what I'm most excited about is the catcher's masks. Because yes. I want to see what some of these guys come up with. Well, for, I want, I want the goalie-style masks, yes. and I want goalie-style art on Yes, we talked masks. about like the yes. Wayne's World-inspired goalie yes. mask. I want that for a catcher's mask. Um, I also want a Craft Root Sports logo on one of the, hockey, or the goalie masks, or catcher's. Why the hell didn't we ask Bronson to I don't know. put Craft Roots but Chris also his said, name? 
<laughs> Chris also said that he wants that on Michael Phelps' swim cap for the, for the shark race. I'm down with that. Oh, Mike, shit. call our people. <laughs> uh, the players will also have a patch on their jerseys where they can write the name of someone instrumental to them or their careers. One thing that was brought up that hasn't been addressed in the most recent memo from the, from the league is uh, whether or not players can use bats that are different colors and different designs. Uh, there's obviously still restrictions. You're not allowed to wear white gloves or white compression sleeves because if you... If you're a pitcher in a 90 mile an hour, you're throwing a 90 mile an hour fastball and it's coming back at you at 112, you don't want a white sleeve distracting you from that ball coming at you. <laughs> so there's still some requirements and you know to keep player safety, uh, but it, this is a I think it's a kind of cool idea, and I think the the best part about this is the fact that. MLB is known as the league that's so behind the times in everything. Yes. And now this is like, hey, we're not as crotchety old white guys as we used to be. You can, <laughs> that's you my can, biggest takeaway is that yeah. they, they loosened up a little bit. They, you know, right. they unbutton the tie, so to speak, <laughs> as far as the rules. Because they are. Don't let players have fun playing a for, game. For one weekend, folks. One, one weekend, weekend only. Right. And it's, then it's back to you do what we say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we asked him off the air. Bronson Arroyo will not be wearing Saturn nuts on the back of his jersey. But I totally think he should. He Saturn totally nuts should. are Craftroot Sports. <laughs> we'll give him two options. He could wear the Twitter handle at Craftby Sports. I'm fine with that. That would be sweet. That'd actually. be even better. Yeah. All right. We're going to text everybody. Him. Text <laughs> no, him right I'm not now. doing that. <laughs> so, Bronson, we were thinking of some stuff. Just wanted to run something by you. By the way, the, uh, the whole. Uh, End game for this is they're going to auction off all the the jerseys and equipment that are worn, and it's going to go to, to charity. charity. So well, that's, that's good. Cool. Uh, Bob, would you ever like brew a beer and then auction off the shirt that you wore? Like, well, when I'm <laughs> when I made this one with the Carolina Reaper, here's the shirt I was wearing: two hundred dollars plus fifteen dollars shipping and handling. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> that white T-shirt's uh, replaceable. <laughs> I feel like that would be a much better value than the, yeah. the ivy. Right. <laughs> you could potentially wear that shirt. There's really not much you can do with that ivy. <laughs> At the very least, you could wash your car with that shirt. <laughs> you can't do that with the ivy. I mean, you could. It's just going to take a long-ass time. And it also won't really clean your car. No, but you could do it. Fair it's, enough. It's doable. It's just not effective. All right. <laughs> All right, good talk. <laughs> Moving, well, <laughs> big gulps, eh? <laughs> Moving to the NFL, uh, we've heard some pretty tall tales about why athletes fail drug and alcohol tests. But here's this a new good. one for, for you. This is good. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh, well. Good. Speaking of good, you're trying to take away... Uh, <laughs> trying to distract from Trying to distract story. from the fact that your boy is involved in this story. Well, yep. <laughs> here's one for you. Uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver and former Notre Dame... Mm. Why you got to say that? Why you got to throw that part in That's there? the last thing I remember, man. Son of a bitch. Uh, wide receiver Michael Floyd. Uh, he's been under house arrest stemming from his DUI last year when he was found passed out at the wheel of his car in Arizona. Well, he isn't supposed to be drinking at all while under house arrest. And if recent court-ordered uh, breathalyzer tests prove anything, it may be that he's facing actual jail time because... Two of the three tests he failed, and the third one he skipped entirely. Uh, Floyd not only failed them, he blew a .044 for one and a .055 for the other. Uh, the best part of this story, though, is that Floyd denies the false test and claims that the reason he had positive tests was because he was drinking uh, kum- kombucha tea? Kombucha. Kombucha. Thank you, Bob. 
Yeah, never heard of it. That's why I had no idea how to pronounce it. But apparently there's trace amounts of alcohol in this tea, and that's why he says he filled a trace amounts. That's yes. the key word there. you got to drink a lot to get up to that. To, yeah, to, to get, get up to, to that. I'm pretty sure you would pass out from liquid intake before you actually got that high. But either way, that's his defense, and he's sticking to it. We here at Craft Brew Sports say, Mike, nobody fucking buys that. Dude, that's so awful. And I think the saddest part about this is it's clear that the dude has a problem. I mean, this goes all the way back to when he was at Notre Dame and he got a DUI at Notre Dame and was suspended. I remember that. He was suspended for uh, the summer and they brought him back and Brian Kelly was like, he worked hard. He, you know, he turned things around. I'm proud of this guy. He's, you know, he's a different guy and you give this guy a second chance and then he goes to the NFL and gets another one. And it's like... All right, man. And these are big time DUIs. Yeah, not this is just. It's not like oh, oh, he had a couple beers at the bar and he and, barely blew over. I mean, right. passed out behind the wheel. Right. And now these, I mean, these numbers are crazy. I, th- I mean, they're not. They're not terrible. Like point oh four four is not. This that's, was the that's 90 legal first limit. Day, this is ninety first day of a ninety six day on house arrest. That's You're the at hardest the finish part. Line. Yeah, that's the worst part. Like you know you. You, you just have to stay sober coming. for for ninety six days. You you. He had five more days. To, and then he could have done whatever he wanted. Right. And it would have he been He could have got all the drunk. I just feel like if if you have the potential to make that much money and you're willing to throw it away for... It's time to go to rehab. You got Yeah, you got to do something. It's a real there. problem. And I mean, I'm a big beer fan, but shit, dude. <laughs> like, If you if, were missing craft brewed sports shows because you were passed out drunk, I'd be a little bit upset. <laughs> I'd also well, want you to get help. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, but mainly I'd be mad because like the board yeah, wouldn't be here. Yeah. And, <laughs> shit, uh, shit would fall apart. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do a one-man show when you own all the equipment. <laughs> so don't fucking do that, all right? <laughs> Deal, man. All right, Stay sober. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we've been talking about this one forever uh, as we get out of Upper Deck here. This story finally coming to fruition. It's finally going to happen. Uh, what started off as an offhanded, semi-joking comment from Conor McGregor on Conan's show back in July of 2015 is now a reality. May, uh, McGregor, McGregor and Mayweather they have a date August 26th in Vegas. It's a done deal. Um, seeing this get done is basically like finding out uh, that Rachel got off the plane at the end of Friends. Like, the whole time it was like, are they going to do it? Aren't they going to do it? I don't know. And then it was like, oh, Mayweather got off the plane. <laughs> that was I picked this story just for that analogy, and I didn't get the reaction I was hoping for out of that one. So I understand the analogy. <laughs> Obviously, I know what you're going for. but You're the, like, the it's dry, just not that funny. No, the dry response <laughs> is just, I'm pissed that this fight took less time to get to the other than the one we all really wanted, which was Mayweather-Pacquiao. That took, yeah, that took years like, to get together. That was two actual fighters right. that non-boxing fans and boxing fans alike all wanted. Took forever to happen, and then when it finally did happen, it, I at, by the time I got older, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Now this fight, we thought, nah, it's a pipe dream. We laughed it off back a year ago, and here we are a year later. It's happening, and I'm like, why is this fight happening? Yeah. There's no point to this fight. Right. <laughs> and just like the shark with Michael Phelps, I still want to watch. <laughs> like, it shouldn't happen. I know exactly what the outcome is going to be. I know it's going to piss me off. I know I'm going to sit there and see, eh, see, told you so. This is why I was stupid. <laughs> but yet, I still want to be there for that I told you so moment. I just want to rub it in people's faces. I want to be able to it. say I was here when. <laughs> this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Audible.com. Uh, Bob, are you an MMA fan or a boxing um, fan? 
Not big time, but I guess uh, with this fight, I I just want to see. Uh, perhaps I want to see McGregor uh, go off and uh, just throw all boxing out, and maybe find some way to just pummel him. And you know, yeah, I mean. He's not a boxer, so it's not like he's got his boxing career to worry right. about. Right. <laughs> I just want to see him go off and, uh, I don't know. I have heard that theory. Maybe break him in half. I have heard that theory. <laughs> that. It, that. <laughs> I have heard the theory that it's like McGregor is going to be frustrated with Mayweather's defense. And then eventually just he's just going to stab him down right, and right, kick right, him in the right. head. <laughs> Lose by disqualification, but win the fight. Right. Yes. <laughs> also, William wanted to let us know that uh, no man is going to admit to understanding your joke reference. Come on, man. Friends was a good show. I don't even care. We're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, I'm, not here, I'm not here to talk about that. Seinfeld's better, but Friends was a good show. I'm not mm, even going to. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back to the fight. <laughs> I'll concur. Friends was good. Thank you, Bob. Cool. Two Friends, against one. Friends is better than Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, you think Friends is better than Seinfeld? I do. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, see, I think. Let's <laughs> not yeah. get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, two Bob's, against one. Bob's like, rein it in a little bit there, Scooter. You got to <laughs> rein that one in. <laughs> You're only two, two small beers in. <laughs> you need to tone it down. Don't go uh, <laughs> Michael Floyd on us yet. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, the drug line is open. If you got any questions, anything you want to talk about, feel free to uh, to call in. Uh, Bob, before we let, we'll get back to the fight, but I want to know, man, a little bit about the brewery. Like, how did yeah. you guys get started? Um, but let me let's start here specifically the name. Yeah, let's start here. Where did you come up with Fibonacci for the name? Yeah, so uh, my background is uh, math and computer science. Um, I'm a software engineer. I still work two days a week as a software engineer. No shit. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. That's so impressive. Uh, Fibonacci sequence. Uh, Fibonacci, famous Italian mathematician, most well known for the Fibonacci yeah. sequence. Um, it actually, although rooted in math and science, it actually models the way a lot of plants grow in nature. So my wife is really into urban farming, plants, nature in general. And it was a way we could tie my math and science uh, passion with her love of nature. That's really cool, man. That is awesome. I, I like the fact that, you know, when, especially when you're starting a business like this, the fact that you and your wife are able to partner up and kind of do things together and not oh, yeah. want to murder each other. I think that's really cool, man. <laughs> that is really solid. That's key foundation to a marriage, not yeah, wanting to murder oh, one another. <laughs> it's one of the most important. So does she, does she grow any of the hops that you guys use? Um, currently, no, but we did just harvest some honey yesterday that we're going to be Oh, nice. that's awesome. Some beer. Yeah, so we got about 50 pounds of honey from our first uh, harvest wow. from our, our bees out back. What's the plan for that? What are you going to use that for? Oh, I it, don't think I'm allowed to discuss. Ooh, <laughs> top secret. The that first, just means uh, we could break news <laughs> here. I know, right? <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to make it big here, Bob. Come on, give Remember us a Remember about how the spouse isn't going to kill the other one? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Well, if That's it's going to lead to murder. I know though. how that goes. Yeah, I'll Fair back enough. off. I'll back off. Well, that just means everybody needs to come out to the brewery and check it out. Right. Um, let me ask you this. With something like that, like we've seen in the Cincinnati beer community lately, there are all these big releases that these breweries are doing, and people are lining up hours ahead of time. And, you know, you get the ticket to try to get in and get that Northeastern IPA. Sure. Are you looking to do something like that for this, this release or uh, maybe a little bit more low-key? Um, no, this release, uh, our releases are pretty much, you know, draft only in the tap room. So there's nothing to take home other than a growler if you want mm-hmm. it. Um, but no, our, our beer releases are a little bit different. We, uh, you know, we don't have the big crowds lining up, uh, yeah. partly because, you know, 
you haven't heard of us or you know <laughs> never been out whatever you right know, people don't know what to expect so um but no our, our beer releases are more low-key um and they're more centered around you know the taproom experience here and you know hanging out and getting to know people so. now do you guys have any plans in the future to release outside of the brewery like, like bottling that, and yeah like out at some point down the line we'll do some special releases from time to time um we need to we need to produce a little bit more before we can do that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be doing some uh, barrel aging and things like that. Oh stuff that, man, there you go. You just said the magic S- words. Speaking right. Mike's language. <laughs> yeah, we will. It'll be. Uh, I'd say within the next year, we'll probably do our first bottle release. How That's many awesome. total beers do you do? Because you said the stout was the only one that you do year round. We do four year round. We do four uh, year. Okay. stout, double IPA, uh, the Kolsch, and the triple. Um, so those are our four year round beers, and then other than that, it's you know some are one off, some we bring back from time to time, some are seasonal. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> we're just now approaching our two year anniversary, and we've released. Congrats! Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we've released uh, twenty six different beers now, so a little bit over. That's one awesome. Out. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so this the brewery when we pulled up, we were like, this is such a cool looking spot. And you know, as you're coming up the street, there's like houses around you. You're like, am I in the neighborhood right now? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? And then you see this brewery, and you've got the outside patio area, which is super cool. You had a band playing there tonight, yep. uh, which you guys do music fairly often out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, usually a couple times a month we'll have live music. That's awesome. And then inside here, once you get inside the brewery, it's a a nice cozy feel to it. Like some breweries now are getting to this point where it's so big that it doesn't feel like it feels like a, a mega bar right. basically. And this kind of still has that feel that a lot of people like in these local breweries where it's, you know, you're coming in here, hanging out with your friends and drinking Absolutely. good beer. Um, yeah. One thing you'll notice in here is uh, no TVs, you know, yeah, this is a like place that. where you come to, you know, actually talk to people and hang out and meet new friends and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. uh, and, you know, I mean, that's a sports show, and I love sports. I'm a huge sports fan. Um, and we will do some uh, sports broadcasts at some point, probably uh, next door in the beer garden once we get that opened up. But, uh, yeah, for there our tap go. room here, this is, uh, you know, more of a meeting place, uh, you know, get to know people. It's about the business, friend. drinking the beers. That's right. You're, yeah, you're not messing too. around. Like, let's let's get to business here and drink some beers. Right. <laughs> we sell and beers. And have not... a conversation. With right. right. We <laughs> sell beers in good weird. times. It's not chicken sandwiches and burgers and all that other stuff. It's strictly beers. Now, I overheard something when we were getting set up here. Um, you mentioned something about a coloring book yeah. uh, here at the brewery. What's that? What's the story behind that? So on Friday nights, we have a uh, centrifuge. Uh, it's called Fuge Friday and you can spin it and then whichever uh, container you pull out um, you have to do so some of it is you know beneficial to you such as like a dollar off a drink free glassware stuff like that Um, some of it is buy a drink for someone you don't know um, and one of them is to draw a Fibonacci-inspired artwork in our <laughs> Fibonacci book. I would just as soon buy somebody else a beer because I can't <laughs> yeah, draw for shit. It would be shit. awful. Oh, no, you, you don't get to choose. Oh, it's whatever you damn draw it. out of the centerfuge. It's basically our punishment. There's no bribing. <laughs> There's no bribing your way into just buying somebody else a beer. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's a cool idea, man. So something like that. Uh, how's the response been? From, uh, it's pretty good, yeah. Out? People like it, uh, you know, because it's different. And, you know, like I said, sometimes you're forced to make a new friend, you know, when you got to 
When you got to buy someone a drink that you don't know. You know. <laughs> How many some people, people might pick the cute girl sitting over there alone. Some, you know, might uh, just go up and try to find a new friend, you know. How many people try to lie and like, oh, no, it's, it's for this guy. I don't know guy. this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never met um, him. <laughs> you, uh, you buy my next one. Like, that's what I feel like it, it just comes down to. <laughs> right. Um, no, I haven't actually seen any of that, but... Uh, if they did, I wouldn't care. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, screw it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This is a question I've always wanted to ask a brewer, and especially now because the stories have been coming a little bit more often lately. Uh, Wicked Weed Brewing was recently brought out by, bought out by Budweiser. Uh, so my question to you is, how do you feel about um, you know, InBev taking over these, these quote-unquote microbreweries? Do you think that... Uh, because I can tell you from my perspective, the way I look at it is, if you're, if I'm somebody who still is working a day job two days a week, and I own this brewery, and somebody comes to me and offers me all this money to buy my product, eight hundred million. <laughs> I, it's what wicked we got. I would take that in a second. <laughs> I'm in out. a second. Right. Right. No. No. I. I it's a very very. This is. You need a whole podcast just on this. Right. Topic here. <laughs> Very uh, loaded question. Yes. Uh, no, I. I'm sorry? Are you on, I thought y'all were on the station. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're on our own station. Yeah. <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> this is Craft Root Sports. You want to plug your. What do you got? Nothing. Yeah, we'll give a shout out to we're Goodies. We're giving a shout out to Goodies. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all huh? We did miss the samples. That's all right. Hey, so that's that's fine. fine. Uh, what do you guys make at Goodies? Barbecue, man. The best barbecue in the world. <laughs> the best barbecue in the world. Well, Hold on. In the world? In the city. In okay. The city. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. In the city. She backed it up. She all right. That was, that was too far. Too far. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So yeah. We have pulled pork, tacos, fish tacos. Give her your mic. Let her, let her talk a little bit here. Which Crab station? Sports. It's Crab Root Sports. It's a podcast. We're live on Facebook right now. Hi. Um, <laughs> can y'all Facebook goodies barbecue? The best barbecue in the city. <laughs> Not the world. <laughs> Just the city. We're in Mount Healthy on Hamilton and Kenny. Come check us out. Awesome. Great Whoa. prices. What's your name? Great food. Victoria. Victoria. Ask for Victoria. Tell her that Craft Brood Sports sent you. Are they going to get a deal on their order if, uh, if they mention us? Ask for Victoria. Ask for Victoria. There you go. There you go. Ask for Victoria and get you, get you that uh, Craft Brood Sports <laughs> discount. I'll give them 50 cent off their bottle of barbecue sauce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 50 cents off is better than nothing. That's true. Thanks, <laughs> Actually, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere. Anywhere yeah. you can download podcasts. Wow. <laughs> you, rock. you rock, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. They, well, kind of. You're, since you don't have the microphone, they're probably they not picking it up. Yeah. Before, yeah, so, so, yeah, so everybody's hearing like one side of the conversation right now. It's probably really confused <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> she said, hey, happy Friday. That's Goody's Barbecue, y'all. Make sure you check that out. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. 
Now that's one thing I've noticed about breweries in town. Everybody kind of pairs up with like a food truck or like a local business. How'd you guys get hooked up with Goodies? Uh, yeah, Goodies is uh, you know one of uh, actually two different barbecue places here in Mount Healthy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, I go there for lunch sometimes, and you know, one night the guy stopped in here and he's like, "Hey, you know, do you guys ever want to?" have catering out here or anything and we're like well not necessarily catering but uh you know if you want to come set up a tent and sell food throughout the night yeah that's awesome that's it's so so cool that's what i love about local breweries is there is this like mutual beneficial advantage to partnering like that's well that's the fact that you have us here is yeah (laughs) i mean you know after work you know you want to go out happy hour or something you know have a couple beers well you're only gonna drink so many before you need to go eat you know so it's, it's right. mutually <laughs> beneficial for us too to have them out and you know keep customers here longer nice uh they were saying they could hear on on uh facebook Live also cheryl year. for whatever reason says she has our jumpers on the way i missed the reference but she's got matching jumpers for mm, us i don't like this yeah that's my that's my nhl pick punishment is the the romper Oh, romp him. Well, yeah, you got to wear one. I ain't wearing one. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Yeah. <laughs> we all right, we so do a lot of bets on the show, and Mike loses very often. So. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying uh, Wicked Weed and, and, and the buyouts. Um, so from your perspective, as a, a local brewery owner, are beer fans too hard <laughs> on these breweries <laughs> that, right. that sell out to, uh, to somebody like InBev? Well, I definitely, yes, I think so. Um, I do not fault Wicked Weed at all for this. I mean, you know, they work their you know, their whole lives to yeah. create this. And, you know, who would not take that $100 million buyout? Absolutely. Know, if, if you say you wouldn't, you're crazy. Right. 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 If somebody comes There's and offers us $100 million to buy out Craft Root Sports, we're out in a minute. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, and they offer you $100 million and let you continue to run it? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a no-brainer. Right. on board. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on the other side, I mean, you know, uh, the more this happens, you know, the more control and ABM Bev, uh, you know, takes in the marketplace, the less options people are going to have. And, you know, people are like, well, if that means I can get Wicked Weed anytime, like, I'm all for it. I don't care. You know? Right. Well, that's the initial impact of it. And yeah. Then, you know, the, the long-term impact is going to be a lot greater than that. But Right. One story that we talked about on the show was uh, AB InBev kind of limiting the, the hops releases that, from the farms that they own. Yeah. Um, how much of an impact do you think regular consumers are going to see on that, or is it more kind of overblown than what it, than it, what it seems right now? Because well, don't get me wrong. I think it's shitty. I think it's really yeah, shitty yeah, yeah. to do that. Right, right, but right. I feel like... There's so many different hot varieties out sure. there that, and it, this is this is one of those that you know in the short term it's really not going to have an impact, but in the long term, um, a lot of the hot varieties, uh, you know, just like with a lot of other crops that are grown, you know, you get a specific strain that is completely owned by one entity, right? You know? So when that entity decides they're going to short supply or you know not. You know, or be able or to be do, a bunch distribute of dicks. to you other. Can say right. It. <laughs> right, 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 right. And you know, I mean, yes, this small little hop grower, and I don't even know, was it South Africa? I yeah, think, uh, yeah. Other, I mean, yes, it's it's not like it's the most you know the biggest hops in the world or anything. So yeah, it's not going to have a big impact because there's not a lot of beers being brewed with those right now. Right. Um, but yeah, you you start taking out some of the major players, and you know. See, for me, it's all about the transparency. I just think InBev is sneaky about buying. If they were more upfront, 
and just saying, all right, well, we own this now, and they don't try to pretend yeah. like it's still that microbrewery. Yeah. I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. I just I just don't like that they try to pretend like it's still they also, the yeah. They also own podcasts and brewery publications Yeah, that, yes. know, a lot uh, of people rely on. And Didn't they just buy a, a site recently like that, that rates beers? I believe... Was it Beer Advocate? They that might just, have been Beer Advocate. Yeah. <laughs> How ironic. They didn't buy them, but yeah, it's a, it's a minority stake. I think that they just invested uh, in yeah. Beer what Advocate. What do you mean Budweiser's a hundred? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and, well, and yeah, that's the thing is, you know, your, your casual you know, craft beer drinker isn't going to follow this. They're not going to care right. about it. Right. And, you know, if it makes the product how they're using it today better, they're not even going to care about it. Yeah. Um, even if they do know that, but that's mitigating, you know, the, the long-term effects of right. what it will do for the industry. So looking at, uh, you know, the beer industry in general, obviously, you know, a place like Sam Adams has cut so hard and, and scraped away just this small marketplace out of, you know, the, the world craft beer, or the world beer uh, consumption. So when you're coming into this, when you're opening up this brewery, what goals are you setting to be like, all right, this is how I know we're successful, or this is how much beer I want to be selling each year, knowing that there's all this competition popping up sure. all over the place? Sure, yeah. So, you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, we don't feel like we're competing with them. You know, some of our our best relationships are with other craft brewers in the city of, you know, just hanging out, having a good time, getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, so we, we never feel like, you know, we're competing with them. Um, since we're not distributing, we're not canning, we're not bottling, you know, we're not fighting for shelf space, we're not fighting for tap handles in mm-hmm. certain locations. Um, so for us, it's never a competition, you know. Yeah. For us, it'll always be centered around our tap room. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you think that's the the good approach to go with, or do you think uh, if like if you're if you're somebody listening to this show right now who's brewing beer in their garage and they're really digging it? Do you think that's the approach they should go, or should they aim to the point of like, no, I'm going after Madtree, I'm going after Ryan Geist, I, I want to get to that point? <clears throat> yeah, I think it, it's a little different for everyone, you know. Um, for me, I want to remain small. I want to, uh, you know, know the people that are consuming my product. I, I don't want to be, you know, a blank space on a shelf where, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I don't even know, you know, 99% of the people consuming my product. Uh, so for me, that's that's not what it's about. I, I got into this to uh, help improve our community here in Mount Healthy. Uh, you know, have a little business going on here, hopefully draw in some other outside business and, you know, help grow our business district here. For me, it's not about, you know, becoming a millionaire and being right. the next Ryan Geist or Matry and <laughs> If it I mean, happens, I love what those guys are doing. Right. If it happens, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, <laughs> I would say I would not let it happen. Uh, we are really? purposely, wow. uh, yeah, controlling growth. But again, growth, if, uh, if AB InBev walks through that door and tastes this, this uh, stout and they're like, you know what? I'm buying this bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, You'll be like, I'm expanding right now. Let's start tonight. They want a million dollars. I'll give them the recipe and uh, stop brewing it myself. But, uh, but no, I don't, you know, it's... There's the number, everybody listening in. One million. One million, start, one million dollars. <laughs> start the Kickstarter now. You can get all these recipes. All right. And we, we actually, uh, you know, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a software engineer. I'm a big believer in open source. 
Every single one of our recipes, we list all the ingredients on our web <clears throat> on our website. So. No shit. Oh yeah. How involved are you in the brewing process itself? I brew. Oh well, there you go. I'm the brewer. <laughs> well, yeah, never me and my mind. wife own this. Uh, she manages the tap room and uh, does all of our social media, and uh, I brew. I I have a I have an assistant brewer, um, Adam. He's one of our uh, bartenders here too. Okay. Uh, so he helps out with brewing for the the last probably six months or so. Um, but yeah, I do. I do the majority of the. So with the, uh, I know Cincinnati State now has a uh, uh, brewing degree that that they offer uh, is that something that you're kind of looking towards to uh to potentially get somebody else in here to to help out or another assistant to bring in take some of the workload off you um potentially uh i i think uh we have we have some talented home brewers on our staff right now uh, just through our bartenders um so Let's see. You drank the uh, nut brown with uh, yeah. lactose, sir. That that is uh, beer from our bartender Kurt. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we're That's doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, That's we're doing really cool. uh, we're doing a little collaboration with all of our bartenders right now, where they come up with the concept, uh, do a little research, and then you know I help them with the recipe formulation or whatever, and we Careful. do it together. So, so yeah, it, I think it, it I think does exactly us, what he says. I think for us, we would uh, we'd probably uh, continue <laughs> to. Was. <laughs> Promote a little within. So, uh, would you ever open that up to uh, kind of outside the house? Like, would you sure. would you encourage maybe two guys who are on a podcast to to come up with an idea that you might have like a I don't know. Let's call it craft brewed sports porter or something. Uh-huh. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Uh, we we have some customers that are regular home brewers too who are like, hey, when are you gonna do the customer collaboration? Yeah. And you know, every, I'm I'm open to whatever. I love collaborating. Oh That's shit! Awesome. <laughs> so let me know when, uh, when we might have to get in the lab, <laughs> cook something up. <laughs> it's going to be us in lab coats and like goggles and be like, "All right, what do we do now?" <laughs> so uh, what's the next part of this process? <laughs> I don't know. I just bought the goggles. <laughs> well, I just bought the lab coats. Damn it! <laughs> uh, do we drink it yet? I don't know what happens here. So what do you uh, think of the caps here? Since uh, you man, guys are both, uh, uh, it is so. I will say the stout was amazing. Like that one, it, it was so smooth. And then I tasted this one, and you are 100% right. Like it's, <laughs> it it's, is harsh. It's got a good flavor first, and then all of a sudden, it, I'm just like, oh, there it is. I'm it's you, all there. I've taken more of sips than you have. It's just sitting. Just keeps the getting back worse. Of my throat. Like it's just fire. I fe- <laughs> Eventually, it numbs your whole mouth, and uh, you don't feel anything. Oh, man, like, it, I want to cough a lot, but I can't. <laughs> Not into the mic. It's like, oh. You just a, let me know. You let me know. I'll mute you. The you taste can... of the beer is fantastic. Yeah. But, man, it's that a, pepper is very apparent. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, you can tell that you've got the Reaper in there because holy shit, man. Yeah. Have you, have you ever thought of having, like, a, a wuss version of this where it's like, ah, here's a, here's a red hot. Here's, here's a pepper from a Papa John's box we left outside. Our, our weak version of this. So this is the exact same recipe as our uh, regular stout, our Toll House. Um, yeah. So we can always blend it. We can give you, like, a splash of this on top of the regular stout. Um, we make it very strong and very intense uh, because of the guys that brought me the Carolina Reapers. So uh, they're big pepper heads. They love it. <laughs> Do they love to the this, beer? To this, this is like, uh, could you make it a little stronger? It's, it's kind of weak. Um, Are they yeah. big fans of the beer? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's crazy. Uh, we were told that we need to ask you about the hike that you went on oh, recently. Uh, we hear there's a story behind that one. Who told you that? <laughs> I don't know who told us that. Don't uh, worry, Michelle. I got your back. I won't uh, say anything. <laughs> I mean, whoops. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> Michelle's just laughing behind the bar this whole time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, this organization called the uh, North Country Trail Association uh, who puts on this... Uh, Hundred mile hike in the Alleghenies every every summer. Um, so my brother conned me into it. Um, <laughs> Throw him under the bus. <laughs> so earlier this year, he's like, "Hey, me and two buddies are going to do this. I think you should do it too." Which means I had to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we just did that last weekend. Um, the way the hike is is you start at six p.m. on Friday and it ends at eight p.m. on Sunday. So you have fifty hours to complete it. It's uh, packing your own, so you have to take water filtration, everything, to uh, be able to hydrate yourself throughout the race. Holy cow. Hardcore. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I made it about 45 miles uh, before I couldn't quit cramping up. That's about 44 and a half more miles than I would have made it. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> My brother actually uh, finished it. Like. Uh, oh, okay. You he finished it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He was uh, the third person ever who uh, finished it on the first attempt, so... That is crazy. Can't even finish a burrito bowl. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> My God. That is impressive. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is it one of those experiences where you're like, yeah, I'm totally doing this again? Oh, or is absolutely. it one that you're like never touching this with a 10-foot Yeah, about, uh, about 15 miles in, I was like, what the hell am I doing? But, uh, <laughs> you know, once you get past that initial uh, that initial aspect of just how crazy it is um you know part of it was almost um you know i'm not really a religious guy but i would say almost spiritual like you know when you're up on the on the mountain and hiking and you know you know the only way you're going to survive is to uh you know filter your own water and make it to the next exit point where civilization is again um, (laughs) it really changes your your outlook on things yeah because near-death experiences do that to me. absolutely (laughs) That's that's crazy. I could never. I couldn't even. As soon as somebody was like, "We, we should do this," I'd, I'd be like, "We're not friends anymore. <laughs> we are never speaking." Like, we should. The right. singular we. Right. <laughs> you should go on ahead and do that. Live your life. Fulfill your dreams. Hashtag so, you do you. So it is a hundred miles, but you can uh, you can sign up to do twenty five, fifty, seventy five, or a hundred. You don't have. That's to still be way too many miles. Completely crazy. That's so many miles to do. That's yeah. craziness. Uh, well, everybody, just a reminder: the the drunk line is open four four zero thirty seven drunk. Call in if you got any questions for Bob or anything else you want to talk about. Feel free to to chime in. Uh, we're open for whatever tonight. There's not a lot going on in the sports world at this point. Um, we've got Mayweather McGregor, which I think we're all in agreement is going to be kind Mostly of a bummer. A waste of time. It's it's something that we do have the uh, fifty West Punch Out coming up. That's right. I was going to ask you about that. Are you taking part in that? Uh, no, my wife won't let me. But uh, <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to say my wife is. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. She probably would before I would. Um, but no, our uh, our reigning champ from last year, the only knockout of the night last year was uh, Chris Newman, and he will be defending his title again this year. Wow. Have you heard about this before, Scott? No, I haven't. It's a it's a an event run by Fifty West Brewing out on the east side of town. Okay, and uh, it's boxing matches where they 
it's brewers in town that fight each other. They what? get because yeah. Fifty West is now expanded. They've got like uh, volleyball courts on the other side, so they put up a boxing ring, and brewers get in the ring and literally mix it up with each other. Wow. Um, yeah. I feel like this we is need something, something we like need something like that for uh, podcasts. <laughs> a tag team division. Let's go. The first ever podcast Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> the only other one in the sports division I don't think is uh, around anymore, so we win by disqualification. Aw, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when uh, one half doesn't show up to promote the show. Yeah. Or, or we're like the InBev of, <laughs> of pod, sports podcast in town. We just knock out the competition, <laughs> keep it moving. On to the next city. Holy shit. This just got rough. Real. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe that's somebody calling yeah, in to, yeah. All right. to refute that. We got a voice call coming in here. Let's see who we got. Craft Brew Sports, who's this? This is Bill on the West Coast. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill and Callie. My man. What's up, Bill? Hey, so uh, to take it back to sports, I'm a little bit curious because you guys brought up the uh, McGregor fight. Yeah. And the Mayweather fight, you mean? My opinion, from, what I'm, from what I'm hearing, I mean, I know very little about sports, but people fucking up people is something I pay attention to. <laughs> so, what? That's the kind of shit I enjoy. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. going right ahead. ahead. You guys seem to think that even based when it's limited to boxing as it, in general, that Mayweather is going to win, but the sheer aggressiveness of an MMA fighter, I mean, hell, if you look at... Uh, what was his goddamn name? The uh, two Chinamen. What was it? Lei Wei, who was the master Tai Chi master who fought the uh, MMA fighter. It was like Jang Dong something or other. I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck you're talking about, bro. I have no idea what's Jang happening Dong. right now. Wait. I feel like you're just making up names. <laughs> no, I should not. If you like, do a Google search for MMA versus Tai Chi, there is a video of a uh, Chinese... MMA fighter who's up and coming and very popular. Okay. Who challenged any Tai Chi master to a fight. And okay. he beat the shit out of him in, in seconds. Let me ask you this though. And it was what the was of his sheer aggressive level. What was the the uh, type of fight that this MMA fighter and the Tai Chi master went into? I'm guessing it was an MMA fight, right? Were you playing Mortal Kombat? Well <laughs> No, I'm not playing shit. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> No, it was. It, it's the rules were simple. The fighter named Ryu, killed, but the MMA fighter won without throwing any kicks or anything else. It was just as soon as he said go, he was on him. He was on that yeah. little kung fu master like nobody's business with punches to the face. No, I get, I get. And the I'm point. wondering if I see what you're saying, but go ahead. the the point that I would make here, Bill, is that. Floyd Mayweather is one of the best defensive boxers that we have ever seen, ever. Like, hands down, his defense is unparalleled. Nobody else can do what Floyd Mayweather does defensively in, fact, in the ring. That's all he does is run. That's how he, yeah, he made his living being a boring fighter. He's the Ray Lewis of boxing. <laughs> he may have murdered somebody. So even when you come in, even when you come in aggressive. Oh, they brought you more beer. Yes. Um, <laughs> I get that they can tank up and defense up, but I'm telling the sheer aggressiveness of an MMA fighter who's used to them trying to break down every joint, every part of their body, he's going to take whatever he has to to just beat the shit 
out of Mayweather. No, I understand that. And uh, I think what's going to happen is Connor's going to be too aggressive. Because here's the thing. In boxing, if you're too aggressive and you miss with one punch, all it takes is one counterpunch to knock you the fuck out. So all that takes is Mayweather to dodge one punch and McGregor to be over-aggressive, and he's going to catch one on the chin. So it, it, there's in boxing, yeah, it's uh, different than MMA. There's you, a fallacy in your argument, though, because that, that's what happens in boxing. And that's what they're fighting. MMA fighters no. used to people trying to break every part of their fucking body. I understand that, but they're fighting under boxing rules, Bill. Here, here's how there's, we'll settle this. Bill, yeah, you want to make a... Pain tolerance is pain tolerance. You want to make a bet about this? <laughs> Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Wait a second. I will say this. Bill is sending us a package of, uh, of potential punishment is basically what, uh, what he's Potential my ass. It's, you got to take it. All right. No, that's fair. So the, uh, no, this is like punishments for anything that we do. No, I know. I'm saying preemptively, of, you got to take fuck it. Fuck you. Bill is sending us two bottles of liquor. That oh, are, no, 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 no. You each have to. This is a shared <laughs> punishment for both you assholes. <laughs> Both you assholes. All right, here's. Uh, we'll figure out the terms here, Bill. But if you're willing to agree to a bet, we'll think about it, and next week we'll figure out what this punishment. We've got until August 26th until the fight. Uh, there's going to be a lot of hype that goes around this. I have a feeling our boy Blake has a lot to say on this, and I think he's going to take our side in this argument. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know for sure. All right, but Bill's so, uh, on. Let me know. I'm all about it. If I get to record a video of me eating, uh, drinking one of your shitty fag like you know ices or zimas whatever you fucking girls drink when it's a bad day and it's a heavy flow i'll gladly do so and then you'll have to if when i win you'll have to drink a shot of something that takes the paint off of your car all righty well bill you are my favorite caller uh thanks bill ever. Uh, we'll figure out the terms tune in next week and we'll we'll lay them out for you all right all right take care man all right see you bud <laughs> That's Thanks Bill from, from Cali. Bill. <laughs> wow. Gloves were off on that call. I, I still don't. I mean, uh, it's a whole different fight. Like, I get yes. why people want to talk themselves into it, too, because nobody wants to think that this fight is going to be pointless. And, and they, they also don't want it to be boring, like right. every other Mayweather fight has been. And every Mayweather fight ends up being boring. Really? Like every big fight for the last two decades of boxing. Every yeah. time a fight gets hyped up, it ends up being a huge disappointment. So I get why people want to convince themselves or talk themselves into something potentially happening in this right. fight. It's just not going to. It, I mean, I, I heard somebody uh, equate this to Tebow playing baseball. And that, re- <laughs> that really is what it's like. I mean, he was a good college football player who sucked yeah. as a pro. And then decided, well, let me try baseball. I used to do this. Okay, so McGregor is a really good MMA fighter who kind of boxes. Hey, let me, you know, go on ahead and do this and just train on him. Well, the problem is he hasn't let been doing it. Let me just his... spin this one plate is right. what he said. Yeah, and <laughs> he hasn't been doing it his whole life. If he had been doing it his whole life, this would actually be interesting. funny part is, is if he had do- been doing this his whole life, there's no way Mayweather would agree to this nope, fight. absolutely because not. Because then there would be a chance that he would lose. That's Let's why McGregor's, it. Or that's why Mayweather's doing this. Yeah. He mm. knows that he's going to get to 50-0, and, and it's just a fucking collection right. of a jack. And that's all he wants to do is end it all on 50 and 0 and be able to say I beat McGregor I beat the you know the best and MMA fighter nobody can I stop me in MMA up. nobody yeah. can stop me in boxing and I'm the man yes. here's all my money and he's not Floyd Mayweather 
is so calculated that he's not going to take this fight if there's a chance he's going to lose. Not a single chance. Because he is not going to end at 49-1. and one. He's no. not going to do that. No. So he's going to get to 50, and that's it. This motherfucker would get disqualified before he would let that shit go down. I think that's you're right. Like, that's if, very possible. If there was any possibility that it looked like McGregor was somehow going to do it, and there is none. But if, I mean, he hit him... And it was a punch. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Caps is getting to you there. <laughs> uh, if, if there was a punch that somehow landed and, you know, it looked like, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it out. He hit me in the right spot. Floyd would do something to make sure that it, it didn't go down like that. Yeah, I think here's what I think is going to happen in this fight. My prediction is, and lately I've been all right on predictions. I've been kind of decent. Don't roll your fucking eyes at me. Because <laughs> blind squirrels find nuts. I mean, Not twice, just once. They only find them once, and I found them twice in the last two weeks. Yeah, but if you average out over the year, and <laughs> show, you're right on the squirrel's average. I think, I think what's going to happen in this fight is it's – I think Bill's right. McGregor is going to come out aggressive in this fight, but I think Mayweather is going to be able to dodge. He's going to be able to – uh, dip, dip. <laughs> I was going to make the joke, yes. but then I was like, shit, maybe I shouldn't. I'm glad you yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, it was a good choice. Uh, he's going to be able to absorb the punches because that's the other thing, too. Like his, his defense is so good, he can take a punch, and it doesn't really affect him like it does other guys. Mayweather did not get to 49-0 with the defense that he has by not being able to take even the most aggressive punches. If Manny Pacquiao couldn't stop Floyd Mayweather... What makes us think that McGregor can? That's and that's what it all boils down to. There are forty nine other dudes who spent their entire lives training for that moment who couldn't do it. Now, Why I'll, is a guy? I'll that, agree. There's probably some schmucks in there. Oh, I've okay. seen I've there's, seen Rocky. Not, so let's not say all, not let's all forty nine of those guys. Let's were say worthy out of those forty nine, ten are world class. Like, okay, you're worthy of this fight. Right. Even then, ten world class boxers. Against Couldn't a guy who has never boxed. I mean, he has a boxing type background, but he's not a boxer. I think that's the biggest difference in this fight. Um, all that being said, I will watch it. I am kind of excited to see how that one turns out. Um, we're gonna have to. Maybe we should do. Uh, maybe we should do a show with Blake and Kyle and get them both on with us watching there. watching that fight where it's like two guys who understand the sport and two guys who are like hey fighting this is punches fun. <laughs> that'd be a good one uh, um, can we talk about something we know a little bit more about yeah sure what do you want to talk about let's go with NHL for f- 500 <laughs> you're lucky that again we're at a place where we can't ice you for uh Oh, are we? Black. Uh, yeah. We, oh, we don't have Ronson Arroyo around either. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. It's two actual shows well, in a row. Well huh? planned, Scotty K underscore Damn. Junior. I've been uh, studying, too. I would have totally nailed it tonight. No, you wouldn't have. Tonight you was the night. You're going to be cocky? You want to end it then? And and then if you don't get it, you have to drink two in a row next week? No, I mean, yeah, we're I in establishment. So. No, <laughs> no. I, mean, I just don't want to. I don't want to embarrass you like this. I just, you're riding a high, and I mean, what, what's the point? Hey, you, you got a couple, couple predictions right here, and I'm just, I'm not trying to shit on your parade. That's the kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, no, I, that's thanks. I'm man. a thanks nice for guy. being a good, uh, good friend. Yeah. I appreciate so it. So next week, throw down. Okay, sounds good. I'll, I'll get all 26. Uh, next week we are also on the road. Wow, damn. <laughs> that's rough. 
Uh, I guess I gotta wait two more weeks to prove oh, you right. Shit. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. That's fine, man. I got a little something for you for that. That's fine. You didn't get shit. No, I don't. Uh, but I was gonna try to come up with something. I was gonna call Bill so, after the show. <laughs> be like, hey man, what can I do to get him? <laughs> so anyway, the Stanley Cup final. Uh, yes. It ended how we both thought it would. No, because you said that it would end with Penguins winning in six. And I thought that the Predators would push it to seven and find a way. I Technically, what I said was the Penguins need to win game six because if it went to game seven, the Predators were going to win. Gotcha. Is, okay. is how I framed that. That, because that, was, still, that was our thing. We agreed if it got to game seven that the Predators were going to win. Yeah. You just didn't think that it was going to make it. I didn't it think it was going to get there, and I was gotcha. very worried that I jinxed them with that one. But I, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, if it got to that game seven – Anything can happen in a Game 7. We were going to see a repeat of the 2016 NBA Finals in the 2017 Stanley Cup Final is how that was going to play out. Gotcha. And that was going to be the story that everybody ran with. It was like, whoa, look at this, Game 7, blah, blah, blah. And that was going to be the talking point forever, and I was going to want to shoot myself in the face. But it didn't turn out that <laughs> way. Right, well. The Penguins won back-to-back Stanley Cups, which is... What, the first time in... Since the Red Wings in 96, 97? That's insane to me, man. Mm. And they did it with, how, they did it with how, some struggles. How in the insane first really is it, though, when you think about what, what professional sports leagues, and I guess any sports league in general, tries to do. They try to make it so that teams don't repeat. And so while it's crazy because you think in that time span, baseball had a bunch of repeat Thanks to the Yankees. But then for a little, for a long while, haven't had any repeats. And then in basketball, it's been a lot of repeats because that's what they do. But I I don't know that it's that crazy because I I thought about it from just the general thought of, well, that's how it's supposed to be. It's designed so that guys are getting drafted and if things are going right, like, there shouldn't be repeat champions. No, but it's also designed, too, to where guys are getting drafted and the teams that are better are not getting those top picks and it should start to even out it at some point where you know the the cycle kind of balances at that point where you've had these picks at towards the end of the draft for so many years this shitty team has had the number one number two number three pick for however many years in a row and now they're starting to get good because their draft players are coming up and and establishing themselves. But that's what I'm saying. Like, in theory, though, it should never... Each year, there should be a different winner. It should, there there should be. Should, should happen infrequently. There sh- exactly. It, we're saying the same thing. It's well, crazy no, that they went back-to-back because oh, the way I'm things sorry. are set I, up. I mistook what you said. I thought you were saying it's crazy that it hasn't happened. No, it's crazy that the Penguins okay. did it. Like, it's I such a feat no, that they yes, were able to absolutely. do it. And not only that, the other thing to think about is hockey is such a physically demanding sport right. and you play so many games that that playoffs I feel like la- like started last year that's how how long I felt those playoffs were going on <laughs> and they still were able to gut it out especially with injuries in the first round they had injuries in the second round and they were still able to pull that out that's a huge accomplishment well man. I'll also say just to play devil's advocate because I mentioned this when it got, they got to the finals NBA takes a lot of shit for having predictable finals, but when you have uh, a team win back-to-back, it, while it wasn't predicted, it still ends up being that you do have the same exact champion from the year prior. Right. So if basketball fans wanted to get real snooty about it, they could argue that, hey, just because somebody didn't say at the beginning of the year the Penguins are the favorites to win it all again and then they did it, 
well, they were still the defending champs, and they did it. To that so. point, to that point, I would say to that basketball fan, talk to me when it's uh, the Penguins versus whatever Western Conference uh, opponent three times in a row. Right, and potentially a fourth time next year. No, I, again, I'm just because I'm just being off the wall, stupid yeah, about the, I get the arguments like, to play. Oh Devils yeah, they made they made it two it's in a row. And definitely they, not the same. Right, it's totally not the same. But uh, hats off to the Penguins because no, I I think what they did was incredibly impressive. Yeah, possibly the most in, underrated impressive thing that we'll see this year as far as champions. Like they won, not a lot of people notice or care, and. Yeah, when you think about the fact that nobody goes back to back in that sport, and it's all the factors that we added up, like it's amazing yeah. what they just did. Like, it's very crazy. And Sidney Crosby has delivered on all the hype. I mean, I yeah, remember I think- before he got drafted, and a friend of mine who's really into hockey said, This kid that you've never heard of is going to be amazing. He's going to do Wayne Gretzky like things as far as being on top of the sport and winning championships. And I thought, all right, you hear that a lot. Well, you know, whatever. And he's done it. He's fulfilled everything. He's just uh, being – he's amazingly consistent. Like, he doesn't – he's not as flashy as Wayne Gretzky, but, man, if he's not the most important part to that team and now has three rings to show for it. Yeah, and not only that, like – quiet. The the debate was always Crosby or Ovechkin, and I think that that has been put to rest. I think into that debate a long time ago. Yeah, he probably did, with the exception of Capitals fans, who were like, no. Well, I got into that argument with a buddy of mine earlier in the year, and it was he took the flash of Ovechkin over the consistency of Crosby. Yeah. You know, I just – I thought, eh, well – I don't know I'd why you would take flash over consistency. Oh, I, here's the guy that's never won one, and here's the guy that's got three. He's a Yankees fan. Oh, I know well, exactly why he takes shit. flash okay. over consistency. Although oh, he's probably a Warriors fan, too. That's <laughs> no, so he's a Bills, suffering Bills fan, and oh. he's Western New York all the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this wasn't Alex, was it? No. I feel, okay, good, because I was going to feel really bad Mm-mm. talking shit like that about Alex. I would have just shouted Alex out. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's the end of uh, hockey. We got nothing to talk about in hockey. I mean, I should guess. we bother talking about the NBA? All right, here's here's what I think about the NBA. Uh, I think, and this this debate started on my Facebook page this week when I posted the <laughs> I posted the I in, loved it. the innocuous tweet. Congrats to the Western Conference All Stars for their NBA. You post an innocuous tweet on Facebook. Yes, because that's what I do. I post oh. uh, tweets on Facebook. Oh, okay, I, cool. That's and I do the uh, the Instagrams on the old Snapchatter. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> Continue, <laughs> Grandpa. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I posted this on Facebook, and uh, uh, all I said was the Western Conference All Stars. Congrats on your NBA championship, because they are an All Star team. Yeah, uh, and I got so much shit for that post, and it started such an argument. So uh, Brian, a, a listener of the show, pointed out like all that happened here was that Durant did what LeBron did back when he joined Miami. He joined a, an All Star team. Durant did the same thing. LeBron and Cavs fans have no reason to complain about this. So to that point, I would say I don't think Cavs fans are necessarily complaining. It's just more of yeah. You won. You were supposed to win. Fuck you. I just didn't understand Cavs fan angst because... 
Because it's Cleveland, and Cleveland fans will always have angst no matter what. But I don't get that because they finally got it. I got it when they didn't win one, and I understood all of the angst of being so close so many times in all the different sports, and yet tricking it all away every single time. But this time, it was legitimately like if I had been a Cavs fan, I kept thinking all I would think about is, yeah, it'd be gravy to win this one. But realistically, we're not going to beat this team, and that's fine. They they did what they had to do to beat us. And what did it take to beat us? The second best player in the world I joining think... this team. And so it's easy. If I'm a Cavs fan, it's so easy to reconcile that, that you just kind of throw your hands up. Like, we won last year. We got ours. And while it would be great to win this one, and it's frustrating that that's what had to happen, eh, I it think, is what it is. I think most Cavs fans, most level-headed Cleveland fans, Went into it. That that's just same the thing. Way. Apparently, I don't know any of those because they all <laughs> seem to be just extra bitter about it. And I'm like, you know what? So what? Like, I know Gary, uh, our our resident Philly fan. He's actually a LeBron fan, so he is a, a Cavs fan now. Uh, but he said that going into this finals, he was like, they're not going to win. They're not. It's not going to happen because right. the Warriors are too good. And I think maybe where that angst comes from, and maybe where that anger comes from, is the Warriors celebrating like they just pulled off this impossible miracle. Like, this was the craziest no, thing mean, to fucking back happen up, to back sports. Up, back up, You mean the Warriors fans, because the Warriors yes. themselves are allowed to celebrate however they the want. Warriors because, are, right, yeah, yes. the, the Warriors They themselves fans. did the work. Yes. But yes, the, the Warriors fans, fans being like, I can't believe this happened. Right. I can't believe Celebrating that we had like they a team. Celebrating won in 50 years. Right. <laughs> I can't believe that we had a team that won 73 games, and then we added the second best player in the league, and we won the championship. How the fuck did that happen? The odds. <laughs> right. That, I think, is where Cleveland no, fans got pissed. That's, and that's fine. But that Cleveland was my point on that pissed. post. The, the fan, Cleveland fans were pissed leading up to that, like before that even happened. If that was their only point of angst, I'd have been like, all right, I get that. But they were angry leading up to that. They just yeah. were just this big old swarm of angry bees about shit. And maybe it was because they knew they were going to lose. They knew so they, it was in preparation. But, in, yeah. but if you know that, then shouldn't you be more at ease? Like it's no, so much because easier. it's still it's still a bitter pill to swallow, especially coming off a win to then be like, we don't have a fucking shot in this one. Like you can you can try to tell yourself, oh, we came back from three one last year. We could come back this year, but. They also didn't have Kevin Durant last year. They didn't have a healthy Steph Curry last year. Like Chris makes a good point. He says Cavs fans are LeBron fans because they're two different things. It's a that's it's a very good point. Very and that's, very. That's true. what Gary Gary's a, a LeBron fan who I know a lot of LeBron fans. Absolutely, I There's, think I respect them less. I mean, because I don't so? have a problem being LeBron fan if that's what you want to be. But then I feel like you have less rights to get upset about certain things that happen with the Cavs. No, that's I get that point, but I, I don't begrudge anybody who is openly just cheering for a player and is no, no, willing no, to switch allegiances no, and be like, you, no, again, yeah, I that's, my, do that's that. my team. But what I'm saying is then you, oh, you can't also take the, the heartbreak as personal when the team itself fails and LeBron doesn't. Like, LeBron did everything he could. LeBron was fine. So if you're a LeBron fan, then yeah. you, you kind of just kinda shut the fuck up, right? If you're a Cleveland Cavs fan that also loves LeBron, then that's two different things to me. I would agree. It's two different things. I think you can still take that heartbreak uh, Maybe not as hard because you don't have that emotional connection to the team because you're yeah. like, oh, I can 
the yeah. city and if, the franchise. When itself. LeBron leaves this summer, I'm going to be a new a new team's fan. Right. So I, I get that point, but I also think if you are that LeBron fan and you're dealing with every day somebody telling you that LeBron is not as good as Michael Jordan and you have to try to defend your favorite player. Well, if you're stupid enough to believe that, then, <laughs> I mean, whatever, then that's on you. So I feel but, like you need to be in, <laughs> in therapy about that <laughs> You're out here defending a, a hopeless cause. But that's, so the, that's my point. Like, if you're trying to defend your player. Like the gift said, stop. Get help. <laughs> I fucking love that. We got so much hate on those gifts. I was so glad. That it was my kept... favorite thing ever. I, I've never seen that many reactions so to a post. So much fury. And so many people that I have no idea what they posted. They, like, commented, and I hit see translation, and I was like, that still doesn't make sense to me. But, but they, I know they were angry one way or another. They clearly don't like LeBron either or defending, Jordan. I was going to say either defending or supporting. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, before we uh, kind of wrap up this show, I did want to talk about one thing that happened this week uh, that may not be national news and uh, probably a little bit more hometown news this week. Ah, the old club. The yes. Old club soccer team. FC Cincinnati took on Columbus Crew in the U.S. Open Cup. and Which won. was huge news in and of itself. Gigantic. The And when they announced, when FC Cincinnati beat Louisville, and then it was announced in the stadium that they were going to play Columbus in the, the fourth round, that place went fucking crazy. Okay, so before we move further... Because I, I, I couldn't quite figure out what this would be on a comparison level. I know it's big, and I know I'm like, wow, that's I, I, it didn't escape me how important it was for FC Cincinnati to have this matchup. Yeah. What, what is this comparable to? Let's put it in terms of baseball. If Columbus is the MLB team in this case, what does that make FC Cincinnati as far as the um, levels in baseball? So I think it's tough because I think – I think FC Cincinnati is one of the better uh, USL teams. They're, okay. they're a very strong and that's USL fine, but team. Where would you put them still in the league? And if you're talking about NFL, we always talk about NFL. If they were to play a college team, right. like you know, it's how, not how would that. Go? It's not that big of a disparity. But okay. I would, I would put this on the level of a AAA team beating an MLB team. Okay, and now there's varying degrees. So if this was the best AAA team, let's say FC Cincinnati is the best AAA team, what MLB team are they beating? Are they beating the Padres? Or no, are they beating no, they're beating a decent so MLB team. Because Columbus Crew is, is a, a very good club. They're, okay. they're a team that's So I'm just trying to get perspective strong. on this yes. for both myself and yeah. people who are kind of unaware because – Right. I feel like I'm not the only one who's like, all right, I know no, this and, is big, and especially people but I don't know how to put from, a scale on yeah, this. Especially people listening from outside of Ohio are like, what the fuck are you talking about right, right. now? So I, I totally understand, and I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, Columbus Crew has a very strong MLS team. They, uh, I, I think they, they've had a little bit of a downturn recently, but they're still a good club, um, whereas FC Cincinnati has been very good in the USL uh, over the last couple years. Okay. So to see... FC Cincinnati win this game uh, in this tournament. Now, there's obviously factors that go into this. Number one, Columbus Crew may not have been playing all their best players because they have their regular season coming up, and right. you don't want to burn your best players on a Wednesday game in a tournament that if you lose, it's like, Meh, what the fuck, who, who cares? Uh, and on the other hand, FC Cincinnati had everything to gain in this game because this is their 
audition for MLS. Right. Uh, FC Cincinnati is trying to make that move. They, they announced this week uh, some plans for the stadium. They really want to make that jump to MLS, and I think a lot of people are looking at this game as, all right, well, let's see how you do in the MLS. And this city fucking came through. There were 30,000 people that went to that game. Which I blew my mind. That's more than have gone to, I think, any Reds game except for opening day this year. Which puts it into <laughs> Super's perspective because there's like, a lot of, lot of Reds fans compared to yeah. FC Cincinnati. And, oh, we got a oh, call shit, coming we got a call. Uh, good. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, Crappy Sports, who's this? Are y'all doing drunk line shit? Yeah, we're doing yeah, we're drunk, drunk line, line shit. Who this? Oh, shit. We got all Man, kinds you know, of calls coming in. Wait a minute. You know who this is. Wait a minute. You know, I'm, y'all hover in the building. Come on now. <laughs> Oh wow, Blake! What's up, come on, buddy? Come on, come on, come on! Hoe in the building! Come on now! For a second, I thought you said "your hoe in the building," and I was like, "Wait a minute, my hoe? Like who? What?" Blake, for those of you that don't know, is the man behind the curtain. He is the man that has turned Craft Root Sports into what, what it is what it online is now. Because right. for we, a while, we finna blow when it's because of Blake. We were like, uh, let's just fucking put a post up and see what happens. <laughs> Two likes, woohoo! And then Blake's like, hey, you guys are fucking idiots. Here's how you do this. And that's how this blows up. What's going on, man? Don't be... Don't be giving out all my money, Blake, where the secrets. Now I need everybody <laughs> hitting me up. You know, but I didn't I got, get the secret sauce. Wait a I just minute, said I got you selling. You know, that's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a lot. A lot of love is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> Blake, but, well, how y'all doing, man? I've been tuning. I've been tuning in and out, man. What y'all been up to? Oh, uh, dude, we're we're all over the map today. There's fucking nothing going on anymore now that NHL's done and and the NBA's done. So we we did talk a little bit about Mayweather and McGregor, and I want your point of view on this. Give your expert opinion. So we man. had a we had a caller call in. Bill from uh, California said that McGregor's aggressiveness is what's going to be the difference in that fight. You're the expert. Man. Uh, what do you think about that? You think that uh, that is that McGregor's aggressiveness is going to pay off for him, or is that going to end up hurting him? No, I don't think it's going to end up hurting him. Like it's going to, it's going to, it's cool for him, right? Right, but like he's not the most aggressive fighter. You going to tell me? You going to tell me Arturo Gatti was not aggressive? That's what I'm. You saying. You going to tell me Maidana was not aggressive? You going to tell me De La Hoya, who took it to a split decision, was not aggressive? Like, and all these guys that trained all their life in boxing? Yeah. Like it's it's almost insulting to say that Floyd is just going to come in here and wipe the, you know, like I. I think he's going to do a lot better than people will think he's going to do, but there's in no way, shape, or form. Let's get a twist. Let's get a twist. Don't get it twisted. Don't let these people <laughs> fool you, man. He's not going to win. Like <laughs> that's he's not going to win. That's like, what we've been saying all night. Like, no, 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 they say this. <laughs> people are just trying to talk themselves into this. They're McGregor like, they're like thing. look, this fight's going to be ninety nine dollars. It's got to be a good one. So I, I got to justify how much I, I really spend think on this. McGregor is going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, it's because pe- people people can't they don't like to see Floyd win. Like a lot of people don't. Like a lot of people, even if they don't watch That's true ba- uh, boxing, they're just like they're. I don't like Floyd, and they don't know why they don't like Floyd. They just don't like Floyd. They've kind of been brainwashed not to like Floyd. But if you do your research, he's probably he's arguably the best boxer of all time. Arguably, like for my money, it's Sugar Ray Robinson, but he's arguably my, uh, Floyd's my top three. Um, so it, it's. Why would you? Why would you say that this dude and, and Conor McGregor is just going to come in and, and and sleep a legend? Are you serious? Yeah, right. Like no, like he takes care of his body. 
so well. He doesn't drink. He doesn't. I know. I know. I have friends here in Austin, man, that he's flown flown out just to see their boxing skill. And he's hung out with them, and he's paid their way, and they've seen him in the gym. It's just like this, this dude will go out. He'll take us to the clubs. He won't drink. He drinks water. He takes in all the, all the hype, everybody on the, you know, Floyd Money Mayweather in the building, and then he'll leave. And then run home. <laughs> he's the and like he'll run to the gym. Boxing. And then he'll work out at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, it doesn't fucking make any sense. We know who's buying at all. $200 worth of Ivy uh, from, <laughs> from the Cubs. <laughs> all right, so you let know, me ask you this, Mike. Like, in your expert crazy, opinion, man. man, in your expert opinion, uh, Floyd's sitting at 49-0. and 0. Out of those 49 fights, how many of those dudes do you think are legit? And how many of those dudes do you think were like cupcakes? Hey, this is... Uh, this is Mickey setting up a good fight for you to defend the title. Right. So of the first 20, like if you go through his record, I've seen all of his fights. Of course, all of his first like 20, and I don't say all of his first 20 fights, but you, you can nitpick out of those first 20 fights and say like 15 of them are guys who are like, okay, we're setting, we're trying to, trying to build you up, man. And that's what they do in boxing. Yeah. It's not like MMA where you're going to fight the tough guy. It doesn't fucking matter who you are. In boxing, it's just the way it is. Like they kind of give you these builder fights and they already knew Floyd was going to win, but they need to get that pad his record is what they call it, man. Right. They need to pad it. And you do. And even everybody has it. Like it doesn't fucking name somebody. They have, they have, there's some padding going on the record. Canelo, there's some padding going on the record. And people want to argue that, you know, Cesar, Julio Cesar Chavez has a great record. Yeah. But like his first 89,000 fights were all padded. Like, let's, Let's be honest, you know, when he fought somebody <laughs> of, of stature. Let's be, let's be honest, he lost, you know. So, um, and, and, you know, you can go with, you can name any, any fighter in boxing, and it's the same way. So I, I'd say the first 20 to 24, and then, and then round, the, round the mid-20 range, that's when it starts to get interesting, because that's when he starts having real tests. And then by the 29, 28, 29, 30-ish, it's when he starts fighting his Jose Luis Castillos, yeah. and then, you know, you get 31-32s, you get your Diego Corrales's, and, you know, like, then it starts to get legit. Then are your Turagatis and Valdemir's and fucking, you know, then it starts to get interesting. It starts to get real interesting right after, like, the mid-20s. So, okay. so it's the same saying... with anybody, though, man. But it, 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 at least he has that experience in the right. ring. Like, at least he's there. Yeah, I Like, think... that's more than we can say for, Floyd, uh, I mean, for Conor McGregor in a boxing I, I think, not, not in the MMA sense. Yeah, I think, and, and that's what I had said, was I think McGregor's going to come out uh, aggressive, but that aggressiveness, especially with a seasoned boxer like Floyd, sometimes that aggressiveness really hurts you because it, it only takes one counterpunch and you're fucked. Yeah, and then the thing, I think, I don't know how aggressive he's going to be. Like, lately, he's been the counterpuncher, like, in right. his last few fights, man. From, like, Jose on... He's kind of just been the counterpuncher. Like, he's kind of comfortable being... A, so it's like you've had Southpaw counterpuncher versus Orthodox counterpuncher. So who will be aggressive at that point? I, I don't know. Like, That's a good Floyd point. Might I didn't think about the Southpaw. Like, if you remember in the Canelo fight, in the first four rounds, and, and Canelo didn't know what the fuck to do because he thought he was going to be aggressive. And then it kind of it kind of killed his mentality for a couple rounds. So I don't know. I don't know what approach each one's going to take, but... Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's still going to be interesting. Well, I'm I'm going to get the fight. I don't, 
I might be pissed off that I got it, but I'm going to get it. Like, that's where I'm at. Maybe I won't get it. Maybe I'll just go to the bar and fucking watch it somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to buy I'm, I know I'm going to buy it, you know, like, I only spend money on, like, my, on Connor. Like, the thing is, I love Connor, too. Like, I don't want this people, like, oh, he, he's a boy dick ride. I'm, I'm really not. Like, I, I kind of am, but I'm really not. Like, I'm just... You know, I love Connor and I love Floyd, but my nickname, Money Blakeweather, I mean, it speaks for itself, man. Like, <laughs> the, the guy the guy is, the, I mean, I don't know another, I can't say that in Spanish, ain't no hablo espanol, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Blake, you know, oh, I love each man. other in the perspective, you know? God, Blake, you're the man. I, uh, I fucking love it, man. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> well, hey, when we go out to the ring, you're going to be our hype man right there behind us. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Just hand me the mic, man. Y'all have a good night, bro. All right, you Thanks too, man. For calling, Thanks bro. for calling, bud. See ya. God, I love Blake. He's so the fucking, fucking best. Uh, we were getting a call coming in there, that, too. Hey, that Blake was my was... boy, Grady, and I just oh, texted nice. him. He said I was trying to call in. I left a message. I just texted him to call back. So yeah, tell him to stand, call back in. Stand awesome. by. All right, cool. We're going to get another call. We can wait on that. Uh, uh, there it is. There it is, man. Here we go. Crappery Sports. What's up? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? <laughs> KG, good. what's up, brother? Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> Am I live? Yeah, you're yes, live, you man. Yes, you are. How is the West Coast treating you, man? West Coast is good. West Coast is good. Two West Coast callers in one show, man. Holy shit. We're, we're lit on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you got for I got us, a big man? audience here, man. I got a... Got a whole crowd here uh, <laughs> listening to you. What do you want to call and talk about, man? It's fucking Conor McGregor Mayweather shit. That is the biggest farce that there is. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't disagree. I, right. I mean, overall, know, that that's exactly where we stand on it. It's, it's a money grab on both sides, like. All right, Floyd's going to get his 50th win, and it's going to be over McGregor, and he's going to be able to pound his chest over that. McGregor is going to make more money than he's ever made in the MMA on right. this fight. So in an, in a way, nobody loses here except, a, except, except us. the viewers. We, we lose. Except the dumbass motherfuckers that are going to pay $100 <laughs> to watch that fight. Right, and that's what that's what uh, Lebertard said on his show this week. He came back and he's like, "Congratulations to all you suckers who are going to pay for this. This is the biggest farce and suckerdom ever." And all right, I'm going to B Dubs then. Fine, I won't order it. All right, you well, that's my thing. Stuff. I'm definitely not paying for it. Who, uh, whoever I know, wherever the free stream is at, I'm 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 there, dude. But I'm not wasting money, man. Dude, 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 dude. You would have to you would have to pay me to watch that fight. <laughs> Kevin I ain't Brady even going to wait my fucking free time watching that shit. <laughs> you don't even want to see it just to like, just to be like, all right, I, I watched it. Like, there's no. no part of you that's no. on board with this. No. I'd be interested to see how many no, people. No, because I, I could be doing better shit. I, I could be doing better shit. He does live <laughs> in know, San Diego like, now, so there's a lot better shit to be doing than watching true. a, a farcical fight. We're talking in Cincinnati where then, it's like, well, we could uh, go to. Go to the Ohio River. Yeah. <laughs> Skip Stones. The, the fact that this, the, the fact that people are even excited about this shit, I, I don't get it. I mean, fuck, dude. I'd rather watch Aaron Judge knock dingers, man. I, <laughs> there it know. is. There's the Yankees. Hey, all right, thanks for calling in, Kevin. I knew you were going to eventually go there, so uh, have a good night. I'm not going to dump the call. I'm going to leave him on. I'm going to leave him on because 
I like this. <laughs> uh, damn him. I knew I shouldn't let you on. <laughs> you ass. Uh, Kevin, thanks yeah, for calling Yeah, man, that's... Me. Uh, that's- I appreciate right, it. You. I wonder how many people are going to take your stance. I I, uh, I appreciate the call. It's going to be interesting, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for calling yeah. in. Uh, spread that word. West Coast. <laughs> We're fucking in the building. Blowing up. <laughs> Biggie over here. <laughs> West Coast is the best coast. All right, so uh, let's get into man. We've uh, I think we've exhausted whatever sports right. news are is going on. Let's talk about the beers that we had tonight. Uh, we'll get into the consume flight. or can it uh, as we did last time. Fibonacci. Yes. Oh God, oh, wow, shit. Somebody's trying to blow we're us up gonna, again. We're not going to go into. All right, hold on. We're going to stop the music. We'll do another call. That's fine. I'll take another call. I said, hey, hey, craft root sports. Who this? Fuck that shit. Where was the West Coast solidarity on that shit? <laughs> Fuck all you. I swear to God, if he wins, I'm going to be dancing on all your graves. All you fuckers that actually pay attention to sports, my fat, drunk ass does nothing more than reads one article on it. I'm, I've been sucked in by the great white hype. It's going down. He's going to win. And when it happens, I'm going to be dancing like a motherfucker. Hang on a second, man. Let's take a step back for a second. You know me, right? You oh know, you know who God. I am. You've seen how I am. You see how Irish pride I am, right? Oh. Yep. All right. So, in anything where a dude from Ireland is involved, which side do you think I would take? Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson did a great job of spinning things. And yes, yeah, maybe man, Tommy McLaughlin lost, but this time this is going to be different for us. <laughs> Did you call him Connor McLaughlin like he's Sarah's brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy from fucking Great White Pipe. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said Connor McLaughlin. I was like, God damn it, Bill, put down the Guinness. <laughs> hey, fuck you. I'm 14 in. At this point, you can eat shit. <laughs> Bill, please come to Cincinnati because I want you live in the studio. We for need a show. you. Yeah, we need you on the Figure show. Figure out a way to get to Cincinnati and sit in with us because, God damn it, that would be amazing. I'll tell you what. I got vacation lined up. If I lose this bet, and it's what, end of August? Uh, August 26th, yeah. I will do what I can to see if I can line up a couple days in September, and I'll roll out, and you guys can have my fat ass on your show while I get your. Punishment of drinking whatever gay fucking drink you drink. Dude, that I week. love it. This is the best. You Deal. can stay. You can stay at my house. You don't have to pay for a hotel. You just get your ass to Cincinnati. We are putting you on the Dude, show. I'm getting a hotel. I'm not staying in your weird soulish ginger home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Bill's gone. I don't know what happened. This all disconnected. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I don't know. Oh, your your phone disconnected there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Bill's my favorite craft root sports character. Holy shit. Uh, Bill's great. Uh, Drew oh, Drew gets up there with some of his voicemails. Close the lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. We need to consume a can of Y'all are too wild tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I Woo! The brewery's closing, and we're, we're, like, we're still.
still going here. Oh, shit. All right, Consumer Cannon, as we've done in the past. Um, breweries. At breweries, we don't want to we, we don't want to go into like a regular consumer candidate because we've had four different beers. And they had us place. in their house, so we're also not gonna shit on their stuff. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, man, I wouldn't can any of these beers. Not a single one. Holy That's shit, are they so fucking thinking. good? Um, so I'll let you go first, man. Pick your craft brood sports MVP of Oof. this week. The MVP was the Ober. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, that kicked. The ass. one that I didn't have, great. yes, great. The one, well, the one, great. and the one that I started off with, and it, the the trip. Funny enough, the first two that I had, the triple, and the over, those were the best two, hands down. They had weedish feels to them. They were lighter, and yeah. that's not to say that the stouts weren't good. It probably is the time of the year. That's all I'll say. Because we got a we got a refill on the the chocolate stout. Yes. Fantastic, dude! It's so good. not disappointed at all. So good to have that be the one as a refill. But I'm telling you, the first two, the triple and the over, like blew my mind. So I think this stout was amazing, and it, and the refill on it really did help with the uh, the the pepper stout. Because holy shit, my wow, mouth that was kicked burning. My ass. It was so good though. It was head. like it was deliciously. I found out that painful. if I took bigger sips, it wasn't as bad. Actually, drinking it quicker made it easier. Yes, it made it much easier because I was taking some smaller sips because I was like, oh, this shit's going to be hot. And it kept stinging and each yeah, one. Yeah, it was brutal, man. Uh, they actually need some type of like snake venom name to that or something. Like That's yeah. what I feel like would be more appropriate. It's a That's a good beer, but my MVP of the night is going to go to the Nut Brown. I knew it. The one that I didn't have. I knew when you Dude. when you said something about me not having the or you yeah. not having the over. I'm like, well, I bet yours is going to be the nut that brown. nut brown. So and I was so close to getting it, especially because I've had like brown ales before, and brown ales are just kind of meh. Like there there's nothing special about them. They're okay beers, but they're not the best beers. Look at Anthony know, knows world. what up. He said Toll House. That beer is so good. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's Toll House is f- so fucking good. Uh, but that the nut brown, I think it's because I came in thinking of what a brown ale is going to be, and it far exceeded my expectations. Like the Toll House is a really good beer, but I was like, "All right, yeah, this is like I feel this like is th- like some other stouts I've had." I feel like the Toll House though is the the beer you build around. It's the foundation. Oh yeah, this it's is the foundation. It's definitely, of- it's definitely the and that I think that's the reason why there's a variation of it because right. it's like this is our beer. This is the one we like, so we're gonna kind of. Switch it up, but man, that nut brown, it uh, the fact that there's that little bit of milky flavor to it, it's it's almost chocolatey. I just want to so point good. out that you like the nut brown because it's got milky qualities to <sighs> it. You All right, mother good story. Fucker, this has been consumer can it brought, brought to you by no one. Oh, also, yeah, part back. of our sponsorship from last week with Tyson. You are a white motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to say that. That you are one white <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so, there you go. That's the fulfillment of the sponsorship. This consumer candidate from last week and this week has been brought to you by Tyson Thorpe. Tyson Thorpe, all things Chicago, and no Mitchell Trubisky update from him this week. Yeah, we need we, we need do need to get a Tyson to, Trubisky update because everybody's in many camps. Look, we need Tyson to just break. call in. Anytime during the week, just call in and leave a message and give a Mitchell Trubisky update, and we will play it on the air. Also, Chris, I don't know if this is a compliment or a punch in the face, but he says he rates us up there with SpongeBob for evening entertainment. I don't know. I'm going to take it as a compliment because I've, I've had a little uh, 
brownies and watch SpongeBob before, and it was fucking great times. So I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Ghost pepper chili brownies, or no, the mm. other kind, chocolate chip. All right, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> Those days are far behind me. Work people that might be listening into this far behind them, like three weeks ago. <laughs> Right around the time he, he was about to get tested. <laughs> anyway, that's been Craft Root Sports. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. This was a fun episode, man. Super fun. This was fun. a good time. Thank you. This was a much better road game. Mike did not get intimidated by any random black people. <laughs> he was not fearful for his life. And we've got to call that a road W if last I time did. was kind of an L. You know what my favorite part, too, was when uh, the lady from Goodies was like, what station are you on? Yeah, uh, she we, asked multiple times. Where gonna, <laughs> what station can I find you on? We should have every just lied. station. We should have just lied. But we should have like, said one hundred and one to juice. You racist <laughs> motherfucker. You racist motherfucker. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you racist motherfucker. Damn. By the way, it also makes me laugh that the video I moved at the very beginning to get Bob in the shot, and then Bob had to. Take care. I mean, when you're the Bob owner, had to be do Bob. When, yeah, when you're the owner, yeah. you got to handle shit, and Bob had to step away. So the entire episode has just, just been, been you and nothing else. And like my, well, it's off now. It's oh, it's switched over oh, to the uh, the outro credits here. But that was hilarious to me. Was that it was just you all episode long? Like I was just checking my phone. Fucking, I was like, fuck it, whatever. He was disrespecting y'all. He didn't put no <laughs> respect on your name. <laughs> Uh, this has been another episode of Craft Root Sports. As always, follow us on Twitter at Craft Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Hit up the drunk line, 440-37-DRUNK. Hey, uh, and share that, that Bronson Arroyo episode, y'all. Yeah, that was so fucking cool, man. Uh, thank Still you. reeling. Thank you to Fibonacci Brewing for having us in here. Thank, thank you, you to Bob. Bob for sitting in with us. Uh, such a cool brewery. If you're in Cincinnati, make sure you come out here and check this out. We've been Craft Root Sports. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 